Hi, this is Anas Heinrichsen from Blood Machines, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. I was gonna give an intro for the movie we watched, but then I thought, nope, it's Thinking Outside the Long Box. <laughs> I was going to, but I was like, I got to end it on that. <laughs> so obviously, you know, <laughs> we're, ta- we're talking about the 2022 Jordan Peele movie. Nope. Yeah. Uh, he created it under his Monkey Paw Productions banner. Um, I thought you were going somewhere else with that for some reason. <laughs> That's I'm, his production company. I know what I going to be like. <laughs> He created it with his monkey. <laughs> it's just like, he has a monkey? Yeah, it's at the beginning of the movie, bro. Um, follows two ranch-owning siblings who attempt to capture evidence of an unidentified flying object. Um, it premiered at the TCL Chinese Theater uh, in July, and then it released on the 22nd of the, of the same month. Um, so far... The budget has been was sixty eight million and its box office to ninety eight million, so it hasn't made a ton of money. But I guess it's only been out for. I kind of thought most of his movies did stuff like around that, like they all made money. But I don't think. Well, I think the like the first one did that one that was like Get Out. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this is just total. Like memories, so I could be wrong, but it was made. Get out was made for four with four and a half million dollars, and it made two hundred fifty five million. Yes, like I'm, that makes sense. Us, right. us too. Us was made with twenty million, and it made two hundred fifty five million. <laughs> Black Klansman was made for fifteen, and it made ninety three. Oh, I didn't even realize he made Black Klansman. Uh, yep. The yeah was this. This is Monkey Paw, so his his production company. Oh, okay. I'm assuming he has something to do with it because it's his it's his company. But um, so they've made Keanu, Get Out, Black Klansman, Us, Candyman, Nope, uh, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul is coming out this year apparently. Wendell and Wild, and then they're apparently making a reboot of The People Under the Stairs. I guess the only one I haven't seen is the Keanu. That came out in 2016. Because I don't really, I don't give a shit about parodies, really. Somebody said that it was pretty. I think my brother was just talking about this movie the other day, actually. But they steal his cat or some shit. But I think it's like supposed to be like one of those like. Well, maybe that's insulting. I don't know, but like the Wayne's brothers used to make those movies where it's like oh, like scary movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A satire. Yeah, like a parody of the original, but. I, I doubt he went all as like kooky as they go. <laughs> the first scary movie was pretty good. I, I really enjoyed the first one. So, uh, Nope on Rotten Tomatoes has an 82% critic score and a 69% audience score. So the audience that's, is not a fan of this. That sh- skew is what I expected. Yeah? You thought they, in, in the correct order as well? Because usually yeah. I think his fans love his movies. Yeah, but this one had some like weirder elements to it. Definitely. And like And it definitely doesn't end the way I thought it was. No, he went off the rails <laughs> at the end. Which I didn't care. I I like the movie like it's it kind of ends uniquely. Mm-hmm. It definitely does. Um that from a photography standpoint that like 
get up at the end makes no sense and would not not work. <laughs> it would work if you were standing right above it to get your photo taken like a little kid, like they were doing at the beginning, but... <laughs> Yeah, you're not like shooting off a couple of flashes 900 feet into the air <laughs> and it doing anything. So, I mean, it follows these ranchers. Um, at the beginning, the guy, the this family's like murdered by this fuck pet monkey, <clears throat> and he, which is like one of the weird elements in the movie too. <laughs> it's really irrelevant for the most part <laughs> yeah so the <clears throat> the kid i believe ends up being a rancher he sells horses for movies if i remember yeah. correctly um and i think that entire oh sorry just to interrupt no, you, you're but good. i think that entire subplot of the movie was so he could put that chicken that doesn't have a face <laughs> just for that for that one scene <laughs> because it's entirely irrelevant like i mean you get the point that like that's what built this like guy's career right but like we you didn't need to know any of that right you could just tell it in fact you didn't have to have his part of the story even in the movie (laughs) whatsoever they could have just found i guess like you're setting up the the camera which again would probably be tuned to focus in like a foot off of the ground (laughs) and actually take the pictures it's normally it'd just be a blurry fucking sky (laughs) wouldn't work at all but it's like a bigfoot picture (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I guess you could have it set up to take, like, like minimal focus to infinity, just like F-22 just opened up, but it would be like, it would need so much light. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Wouldn't work, that's all I know. So, I mean, the the I think one of the biggest reasons is it feels like it's trying to be, like, a thinky horror movie. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> I mean, it starts off with a Bible verse. I mean, there's a, and I think it, it, it the ending kind of, it lends itself to that point is that it's not like, ha ha, I tricked you. This isn't aliens. Like, I mean, it obviously is some kind of alien, but like the traditional aliens that we thought it might be. Um, but yeah, so this ranch is essentially being stalked by some kind of flying object. So I'll go this far as like the ends weird. And like, you know, obviously I want to give it like fully away, but like like spoilers, we're going to spoiler it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... We're going to. We do. The whole premise of the movie is, like, how all black comedians are like, black people don't do shit like this. And this whole movie is black people doing shit like that. (laughs) But I think even the girl says, like, nope at one point. You know, she's like, I'm getting out of here, which any logical person would do. (laughs) When, you know, there's, like, a giant UFO monster. (laughs) Uh, I like how they don't question them at all the authorities either at the end or like ever (laughs) you guys live half a block away from the place where 50 people went missing (laughs) you think about that nah Nah. (laughs) your entire house seems to be covered in about 8,000 gallons of blood and the missing items from all of their pockets you sure you don't know anything about that (laughs) (laughs) nah we don't know it's just a little weird (laughs) so it's attracted to to um, well, wow. horses. I can't evidently. even think. Yeah, <clears throat> it's attracted to like, but like light, and I think like movement. I think is uh, it, it's attracted specifically to something. It's attracted to you looking at it. We know that, right? <clears throat> and so, I mean, the whole plot of the movie seems to be revolved around figuring out what this thing is, and 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 kind of going from there. I mean, there's not a there's not a ton to talk about in this film. I don't think. I mean, there is, but, like, 
Like I think he was making a lot of like different points. I that's what I'm saying. I think it he tried to make like a thinky horror yeah. movie. And I will say, up until the ending, I think the movie is fantastic, in my opinion. And then it's just like, uh, it's a little off the rails. <laughs> the giant UFO monster's like opening up like an odd like UFO vagina monster. And then it's like flovering around and then eats a giant air balloon and blows up. <laughs> yeah, so, it took, so uh, spoilers, huge spoilers, because if you haven't seen this movie, this is the whole fucking, the whole surprise so go watch it if you haven't at this point it ends up being the ufo ends up being a creature of itself like it's an it's some kind of space celestial being it looks like a ufo though. right so I, right. Th- I think the premise of this was like maybe this is what ufos are are these like giant crazy monsters right I don't know how it was flying around for so long at the end without like anyone calling that in <laughs> Like, I get how, like, it avoided, um, like, the Air Force and whatnot, but, like, the rest of the time, because it looked like it just, like, would swoop out of nowhere, eat something, and go back into a cloud. <laughs> but at the end of this movie, this thing's out there for, like, 15 minutes just <laughs> flying around. It looks like the size of a building. It's, like, swooping in and down and out. And then it unfurls itself into, like, two giant, or, like, a giant, and it's, like, twice the You think, like... Missiles would just start hitting this thing at some point. <laughs> so they're figuring out what it is. It's taking up people. It's taking up animals, horses, whatever. But at the end, that's what happens. Essentially, it kind of unveils itself to be something other than a traditional alien spacecraft. It's its own being. Yeah. Um, and then at the very end, if if it's not like a red herring and then it leads to a sequel, like it leads into something that I'm not a giant fan of when it comes to like a lot of extraterrestrial like invasion movies sometimes is that it seems to just be blown up by a helium balloon. Like, like it seems very defenseless to something that I feel like is very simple here. I was okay <laughs> with it. Cause it, as long as it's just like a random creature, right? Like if it's a thinking, um, like super smart alien. Right. Then I feel the same way. It's like the world of the worlds where they die of like a cold. Like it doesn't, right. make, it doesn't make any sense. Travel endless light years to get here, but you forgot to take your flu shot. <laughs> like it's it's a little weird. It's like science. Yeah. Like you're like you. But if visited it's like, a planet that's yeah. like ninety percent water and you're allergic to water. Yeah. But if it's like if it's basically just a space tiger, then I'm fine with it. Okay, that makes sense. Like a tiger wouldn't know any better either. You know what I mean? If you somehow put together like a helium man, it would like try to eat it or like a deer. <laughs> and if that blew up, it would kill it. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not like and we, we already show that it, like it is. I, I think they did show that it's just a creature because like it tried to eat anything that it perceived was looking at it. Like, right. Little floaty things. They put the horse statue that was like looking up in the air like it ate that. Like if you were like looking up at it, it seemed to just not care. Right. Um, that was my take on it anyway. I could be wrong, but how do you how do you stack this up against things like no things like uh, um, his other two f- more popular movies at this point? Like I said, this has only been out since the twenty something, so we're going on less than a month. But like, I felt like Get Out. A lot of people really enjoyed uh, it because it was just yeah. a it was a movie all the way through. 
until you found out like, oh, shit, some crazy shit's happening. And then it made sense. You know what I mean? Then it kind of followed through and it didn't hit you over the head with shit as you were going through. Like, I feel like a lot of thinky horror movies do, uh, especially when it comes to Bible verses at the very beginning and shit like that. Like, you know, you're going into something where he's trying to tell you something other than this just being a weird fucking movie. Yeah. Either that or he's like, like, we're like flipping the script on it, like where it's like presenting it in a way that would make you think that, but in the end, it's just like Space Tiger. <laughs> right. Which is kind of what I get from the movie. It could be. Um, I just like all the, I think all the actors are funny and like they all play their roles like well. And right. it's like interesting to me. And I, that scene with like the little kids as the fake aliens was genuinely creepy as fuck. <laughs> and he blasts that one in the face. It's a tough 10 year old, dude. Cause <laughs> You just smoke a tinder on the face. They're usually pretty done. <laughs> that kid was fine. But, I mean, yeah, I guess time will tell whether... I mean, but it seems as though the audience is not as behind this as yeah, they have been. His that makes movies. sense to me, because like I said, the ending is, like, A, really long. Like, I feel like that movie ends for, like, 20 <laughs> minutes. I mean, it's not like Lord of the Rings-ish where it, like, keeps, it, like, it keeps ending. It's, like, one solid ending, but, like... Listen, if you read the books, you knew Lord of the Rings didn't end where it, where they thought it was going to end. Yeah, but they changed other things. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think there was ever like a gay Brazzers moment in the bed when Frodo wakes up, too, in Rivendell. But that happened in the movie. Brazzers. But, Jesus. Uh, I mean, personally, I like, obviously, I think Get Out is like his best movie. I don't know, Black Clans was really good too, but that is not a horror movie. 98% critic score and an 86% audience score for Get Out. Get Out was like super unique. Right. This movie's like, I would say, even more unique. It is very unique. And I think but, that sometimes that hurts it. Yeah. Like, you, th- I, th- it threw me off. Like, I was expecting some kind of like legit aliens. It hurt it with <clears throat> us. I know that. I mean, I don't know that it hurt it like box office wise. Us, I know, I think had like all of the. It had the garnered hype from Get Out. Right. So even if people hated it, they were going to go see it, so it was going to make money. And then they would find out they hated it later. 60% audience score for yeah. us. I would definitely know it wasn't as well received. So it's been rated, <clears throat> so far it's rated lower than uh, Nope. You see, Us was a movie where I felt like he was trying to do, like, be too smart. And this movie, maybe as well, because like you said, I, I it comes across like it's going to be this, like, thinking horror film and like I actually thought that's how it comes across but I think in the end it's totally just a space tiger (laughs) like it's not really that thinky at all well and Us was like a it felt like a like a gotcha moment at the end like a double what do they call the spy who's a spy on your team and then not on your team like a double agent like she ends up being the bad guy I think is what it like it's a really complicated ending (laughs) so basically the ending of that movie starts 25 minutes into the movie because it's creepy and then like you know why immediately because they fucking monologue it out for you for 15 minutes (laughs) like 25 minutes into the movie and then like the movie honestly could have just been like us like credits (laughs) oh shit it's fucked up that's weird (laughs) but then there's like another hour of movie (laughs) And then there's like the getcha at the end, but we don't even know if it's the getcha. <laughs> right, we, right. We don't know. <laughs> and what's the point? 
Us ends too in like a way that's like, well, it's over. Like somehow their entire population of the planet lived, you know, under the the pier at this beach. Right. And like they all came out and like half the world's already murdered and like the rest of them are just out there standing now. <laughs> so it's like oh, why why are you even trying to escape? <laughs> that that scenario to me, like that end of the world scenario where it's like, well, it's already over. Yeah. Like I think I'm just like going out like Rambo style. It's like it's, it's gonna end. You know, Fuck it. Yeah, let's, let's do this Leroy Jenkins style. So the tech salesman at the electronic store, um, leading into if there's a possible sequel for this movie, <clears throat> he convinced Peel to not kill him. I guess originally he was gonna die. And so he convinced Jordan Peele to not kill him so that he could go into, they could find some way to make a sequel and he would be, I don't know if he wants to lead or if he wanted to just be in it or what, <clears throat> but it says <clears throat> Perea, who's the name of the actor, that he convinced Peele and the Universal Executives to change his character's fate in the film's climax from being killed primarily out of interest for a potential sequel. He said, there's no way the story's over in my head, there's no way. For how heroic everything kind of seemed at the end, I'm there... I'm like, there's no way they leave the heroes like this. This is just the start of something new. So that's, that's, it's pretty cool. I mean, who knows if there's actually going to get a sequel, especially because right now it doesn't seem like it's been a huge box office. But well, it's cool as an actor company. to be like, don't kill me. Like, that's weird. Like, I don't think that happens very often. Well, I think because of the way that it ends, though, his death could have been either way. Like, he gets sucked up and then somehow saved by wrapping himself in barbed wire, which <laughs> I don't think that would save you. I just think that would, like, oddly saw you in half. Yeah. But whatever. And then his character, like, drops out of the sky, and that's all you see. So it's like, it was really irrelevant if he was dead or not. I think he stands up at the end, but it's like, yeah, okay, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I-, I love the guy who dies on the motorcycle. <laughs> that's what <laughs> Give me a get the shot. Get the shot. Ah. <laughs> Screw it. What did you think like of a TMZ nerd till the end? <laughs> what did you think of Steven Steven Yun's performance? Because I think I'm that, bad with names. Which characters? Uh, he is the. I'm, I'm bad with with names in the movies. <clears throat> he's Ricky. <clears throat> he's Jupe. He's the, the he's son? the former child actor. Oh, I mean, he was good. So this is, I think this is his first, like, real big thing since The Walking Dead. I could be wrong. You're talking about Glenn there. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, he was, he was, he, I mean, I think he was there to be hated. <laughs> and he does a good job of that. He's, like, profiteering off of, like the destruction of his prior cast of and like most of their deaths and then the one chick whose face is all <laughs> you would think they could do better than that so i'm looking to see because i don't see i've never heard of these other movies that he's been in <clears throat> in 17 he was in a movie called mayhem the star sorry to bother you burning manara I've never heard of these. So I think this is like his first real big movie since then. Um, let me see about any TV shows. Law and Order, episode, episode, voice cast, and three episodes, pilot. He was in Voltron, the legendary defender, for 64 episodes. 
from 16 to 18. Makes sense. Troll Hunters, Asian. The Tales of Arc. <laughs> wow. Eek. It's like a giant robot movie. Isn't it? <laughs> episode 36 episode in Final Space, which I've never heard of. Uh, three Below, Tales of Arcadia. <clears throat> so he's done some things, but I, I think that's the biggest thing he's done since The Walking Dead. It feels like I I haven't seen him on any screen for a really, really long time. No, I don't. Yeah, I, I didn't recognize any of the projects he just spoke of. But uh, he was good in the movie. Like I said, his storyline is hugely irrelevant for the most part, besides <laughs> making you hate him. <laughs> But even then, like, I don't think you needed him at all. <laughs> so I think I'm probably in the low 70s, maybe like a 73, if I'm being honest. <clears throat> I think I'm in the low 80s. Because like, it's still like the movie's like a giant win to me up until the, in the end. And even that, I'm just like, okay, that's just a weird direction you wanted to go. <laughs> I mean, I know he's going to do that because that's like the name he's it's, making himself yeah, for he, himself. He's doing a he's doing a uh, fuck. Who's the guy that does that shit? Uh, like you think you know the movie until the very fucking uh, end all Shemamalan. the time. There you go. Yeah, but Shyamalan's <laughs> heads up his own ass. Like, I don't feel like people like that. I feel like he's trying to be unique. But Shyamalan, I don't like, think he's trying to be like that. But I, it just feels like that. Every one of his movies is like. Ah, at the very end. Well, to be honest, Shmamon's made some good movies too. It's just <laughs> half of them are hot garbage. <laughs> Garbaggio. Especially the movie The Happening. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can't believe that movie happening at all. But, um. We gave it a 78, by the way. Yeah, I think that's like pretty accurate. Well, it's higher than the average. Yeah, so yeah, it is. It's in the 60s right now. I tell you right now, though, uh, black community. You have to every one of the movies that this guy makes. You have to get it to like two hundred million dollars because otherwise, all you all you got is like Tyler Perry, and he makes terrible movies. <laughs> people love his movies, though, which makes no sense. <laughs> I think a lot of people really like Tyler Perry in that. In the, I could be. I'm not black, obviously. I am brown. I'm, I'm colored. But I think a lot of people in that community really respect Tyler Perry, from what I understand. I get the like the one where he's the grandma, and then Madea. Yeah, like I don't think it's funny, but <laughs> if you think it's funny, that's fine because that's just a comedy. But every other movie he's made where I try to watch it or show, I'm like, this is horrendous. <laughs> like he made some weird show. I like. Uh, I don't know, it's weird because we never watch them for the show, but it's just not really our like wheelhouse for the show. But I like like political or like president style shows. Me too. And so I was looking on Amazon Prime and I saw this one that was on BET. I didn't realize he made it. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I never even heard of this presidential show. I guess I'll try to watch it. Right. It is dog trash like it <laughs> did is did you look into it so before you formed that opinion and you said oh shit this is new i should watch it did you look in to see that it was a tyler perry movie or did you find out it was garbage and then look to see that it was tyler perry no i just i just watched it and then after the first episode well not even like three quarters i gotta t- show you this show like it's <laughs> phenomenally bad but it has like three seasons or some shit i'm like what <laughs> maybe it's better i don't know but like the acting is Garbage. Like it starts out with like a a mixed couple getting, um, like they're becoming the president and the first lady, and it shows them like getting ready at the beginning, 
and then like the president just fucking right hooks the first lady and it's like what <laughs> and then they just start fighting it turns out like that's their thing they like they like for real fight each other and that's like hmm. like gets them going right and then like it goes into this like weird scene where like the daughter doesn't want to get dressed to go with them to the inauguration which i could see a teenager kind of doing but even then not really like, if your dad's right. becoming the fucking president, I think most kids are going to suck it up that day. Hopefully. But the mom's like, I'll go talk to her. <laughs> the girl's, like, refusing to get dressed because they won't let her boyfriend, who is, like, a drug dealer, come to the inauguration. <laughs> so, well, clearly there's problems with the president. <laughs> and then so the mom kicks everybody out, and the mom gets all like, I will fuck you up and kill you, you little bitch, if you ruin Jesus. my day. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> And then it cuts to like the scene for this like guy who's moving in and out, the moving out, the old president moving in, the end probably works at the White House, and his son's like has a crazy wife who like comes to see his kid, and she's all like chanting in the front because she's some in some cold. <laughs> and I'm like, this move, this show is insane. <laughs> and imagine all of this crazy crap going on, which is like this is nobody's life, right? Like this is like the one percent of crazy people's life, and those people don't. Passed all the vetting to become the president. <laughs> right, America. right. A, but B, every single role is terribly acted as well. Like so, it's just like it's a train wreck that's worth watching for one episode. <laughs> so I, you you brought up an interesting point before you tangented into this shitty show. <clears throat> Do you think that? Because I I kind of agree with you in that uh, directors of color have to make. Have to, I feel like they have to prove themselves a lot more first yeah. before they can become kind of mainstream, normal, like, oh, yeah, he's a great director, he's a great producer, or whatever. Do you think that some of that, like, even just going back to Tyler Perry, do you think that some of that, and Jordan Peele, is because, like, I feel like Jordan Peele makes a style of movie, and that's yeah. what he's always going to do. Do you think that we don't get... At least get, for now. Yeah. <clears throat> at least for now. Yeah. Do you think that we don't get a lot of... Uh, I don't... I hate the word representation, because I don't, I don't need representation personally. That's just me. But do you think that we don't get a lot of representation because, like... I feel like directors of color or creators of film of color like to do niche things as opposed to doing like big box office kind of what many might consider like a normal movie or normal comedy or something so like that. I'm assuming like the walls of like if directors or producers of like color is like the walls are coming down slowly more and more all the time. Right. And I, I'm sure that you – at this point, it's probably easier to break into the industry if you like weren't doing those like completely hyper focused like, right. movies. But to do what he's doing, I think that that barrier is like high because like you have to like prove yourself to not only the community you're trying to entertain, but then you also have to prove to like the people dropping you know the the millions of of dollars in the wheelbarrows <laughs> that like that's going to be something that's worthwhile to do right cuz his films kind of feel like 
multi-million dollar like art house movies kind of you know what i mean because there's always some kind of hook there's always some kind of something or you're thinking about something in a certain way he doesn't make once he got out i mean uh, key and peel was just nonsense laughing and it was just funny once he got off that train it feels like he's yeah it feels like he just wants to make these certain kind of movies and that's all you're going to know him for whether that's true forever i don't know but i feel like sometimes that stymies a lot of colored producers or or directors uh, in my opinion because I, 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 I feel like I mean maybe a lot of non-colored directors there's way more of them obviously so maybe it just feels like there's way more people of not of color that are making kind of your everyday romantic or comedy or whatever movies um, yeah, I think yeah I think that's no, I think it's definitely true like it's just I get why you make them I, I don't understand so much <laughs> the need for them as much anymore to like the, this is like an only black cast like movie, which this wasn't like there are other people in the movie. So I like that he, that he ventures out of that, but I I don't think you need to have the, I mean, being like focused, hyper focused towards that community, I think is totally fine. Cause that's just the evident, his audience he's making the movie for, which every movie has a select audience for sure. Depends on that's what it is. But like, like the Tyler Perry style of stuff, I don't think is necessary as much anymore. It was like, I think it started with like Spike Lee, really. Well, that's probably true, yeah. And then Tyler Perry, and then I think even Tyler Perry made sense for him to. It still does. Like he has that audience, but I, I think to stay in that lane only will only like hinder your like pro- your budgets and your projects. And I think that's why he, he's venturing out as well to be like it's still designed towards that audience, but it's not just hyper focused on like these are only going to be black actors only in a black movie you know i mean like right. it's it's just it's designed for its audience but it's a little more open but yeah he definitely makes art house movies right. with million dollar budgets <laughs> which is fine i mean like well you know we'll see how his career ends up going um we gave it a 78 so i mean it's more it's more lucrative it, than our career we know that yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah i mean yeah. we're i mean we can't like yeah. I mean, it's not like we're critiquing i mean you know what i mean like yeah. he's a, he's a successful person in what he does i mean people would arguably say that key and peel was probably one of the most funny thing you know sketch comedies that they've watched I, I i hear so many people talk about it still and it's not even something i really enjoyed personally <clears throat> but no, i mean to, to deny that he's a success it would be insane yeah. at this point it's it's like every other i mean in my opinion i don't know what makes it so popular because to me it's like Every other comedy skit show, it's like where there are some skits that are funny, and most of them are meh. <laughs> and so, but people love it. Though. It feels like a like a spinoff of the Dave Chappelle show to me. Except the Chappelle <laughs> show is like the best one ever, in my opinion. Because ninety percent of the skits were amazing, and then ten percent were like only pretty good. <laughs> I think he's funny because he just doesn't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> I mean, Key and Peele went that route, too. But, again, there's just so many skits that are just, like, this is too much. Like, I remember, like, if you haven't seen the Key and Peele show, there's one where, like, these guys who, like, hats, like, they're, like, gangsters, like, like have different hats that they just keep one-upping each other. With, oh, like, hats. Uh, bigger hats on their heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by yeah, the yeah, end, I it's just, that. like, this is not funny. <laughs> there's a couple of funny elements. Like, it was it was a funny premise, and it was a few funny moments. But by the end, you're like, I'm done with this. <laughs> like, not funny at all. And maybe that's why, you know, again... 
I, I don't know. I'm not. I obviously don't know Jordan Peele, but maybe that's why he makes these so hyper focused, like horror-y kind of darker movies because he doesn't want to be known, or he wants to move away from his super hyper, f- over the top funny that he's known for. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's is. I think yeah, I think I think this movie's worth watching though. Yeah, I, it's cool. Everything we watch, I feel like we say at least go give it a chance and see what you think. Yeah, yeah like yeah. it's been a long time since we were like, yeah, you should not fucking watch that at all. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that <laughs> Dynasty movie, the last one or whatever. Go watch it, yeah. see what you think. If you're a Jordan Peele fan, you'll probably enjoy it. Um, but it, it definitely has a weird ending. Hopefully, you watched it before you came and listened to this. You know what the best Key and Pill sketches are? They're the dumbest ones. The ones where he's just like the college football name ones. Have you seen those? Uh, I, I've seen a Harry Potter one I thought was funny. Well, it's just him and it's just Key and Peele taking turns and they each are like dressed up as like a different football player. And it's like, you know, the uh, like the all-star college games or whatever, where they like take all the best players and put them on one team. It's just they're introducing themselves and they just have ridiculous. Oh, names. So, like they do at the beginning yeah, of the, like, every football game. Yeah, yeah like I'm from whatever UMass or whatever. Yeah, my name's Kaboshnar yeah. from <laughs> UMass, and they just keep doing that. Like, and, and it's absolutely nothing. <laughs> There's like no no skill in that skill whatsoever. But those are hilarious. Their toys in uh, in Toy Story was, were absolutely hilarious too like that was a that was a really funny movie and the teacher that's like from the hood that can't pronounce regular names <laughs> Blanque is there Blanque here uh, um, Blake <laughs> yeah go watch Nope see what you think uh, check it out we get it 78 uh, totlb.com um, I still have a few things from San Diego Comic Con that need to go up a it was hard the way we were positioned and the the because I I just put out a press conference for The Walking Dead, um, and then the next one will be Tales from The Walking Dead, which I think we might be talking about later. I don't know a little bit, um, but that, that somehow I managed to not be able to watch those previews. <laughs> that anthology series looks really good, um, and then I've got a couple of uh, roundtable sh- really short. I think they're only like five or six minutes from the Orville that I think are are going to be really cool too. So check all that stuff out totlb dot com. Uh, until next time, we will catch you guys later. Bye. Yep, later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box. Make sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a barren space production! ha <laughs> ha!